What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? The first time I did this podcast, I got really rambly and really upset with people not taking their vaccines. (laughs) And the fact that the CDC had to rescind mask orders and now is telling everybody to put their mask on again as if we're back in 2020 because... You know, people are refusing to get this vaccine and the Delta variant keeps spreading and spreading very quickly. It's a lot more contagious than the regular COVID-19 virus. So please, if you haven't gotten your vaccine, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, like, I don't know, like, there's nothing I can say to convince you, apparently, but like, maybe do it for your grandparents, do it for your loved ones at the end of the day. Those who are around you and might be immunocompromised, like, do it for them it's not about us that's the thing we have to start realizing like i didn't need to get the vaccine i'm healthy i don't i don't get sick my mom and my sister got covid i was in the house with them i didn't get it but that doesn't matter because it's not about me it's not about what i want it's about the society at large a lot of times we give up certain liberties because we live in society some of the liberties that we may have we have to give those up because we live in a society and for society to keep doing well we have to give up those liberties i'm not saying that you just I, I don't know there's I, there's nothing that I can say that is going to convince you but I don't know just get the vaccine please like I really don't want the same situation where we're reading on the news numbers are people are dying more and more every single day even though the vaccine has been effective for those who gets it but there are some people who can't take the vaccine because of the type of immune system that they have because they've had cancer because their immune uh, deficiency they're immunocompromised there are people like that we have to think about those people and take care of those people so that society can be fine but if we don't those people still have to stay locked up those people still can't experience life those people still have to just suffer because we want to be selfish and not think about our neighbors or think about people around us. So please, please go get the vaccine. But regardless, it seems like if you choose not to go get it, you're going to be forced to get it anyway, because a lot of mandates are being issued right now. I mean, the VA became the first federal government agency to mandate that all its employees have to get the vaccine. California and New York, which are usually first to move on a lot of these things, have mandated that every single state employee have to go get the vaccine otherwise you can go ahead and start looking for another job and people are like oh that's illegal they shouldn't be able to do this the thing is like it's very legal they did the exact same thing during polio except it was even worse during when they were giving the polio vaccine out in the polio vaccine if you chose not to take it they would literally throw you in jail for not taking that vaccine so please because that, that's people's lives if you want so at this point it's like if you don't want to take the vaccine you're either not going to have a job or you're just going to be like, you know, set aside. So just, I know a lot of jobs, even Google has said that if you're planning to return to the office, get the vaccine. Otherwise you cannot come back to the office. So just a couple of things to think about. I'm, I'm both, I mean, one side, they've been trying to do the incentivizing where they were literally giving people money to just go get the vaccine. And it seems like they're like, okay, people are not going for the carrot it's time to break out the stick and there's about to start beating people upside the head to get them to take this vaccine because this variant this delta variant is actually something very very serious but anyway let me get off my high horse talking about the delta variant of the covid19 virus let's go right into talking about everybody's favorite company to hate on even though we probably still all use it and that is robin hood which is going to be going public 
this week. I believe it's going to be going public when you guys are listening to this on Thursday, maybe Thursday or Friday. But one of those two days, Robinhood will be going public. But the cool thing is Robinhood is actually doing their initial public offering a little bit different than how it's typically done for the roadshow, which is where they go around talking to investors and saying, hey, this is why our company is good. Instead of going to different investors and doing that roadshow, Robinhood just hosted a stream online talking to just the general public. And the reason why they did that is because 35, the company is saying that it is reverse reserving as much as 35% of its shares for traders on its own app who would ordinarily have to wait until they start trading on an exchange to buy them potentially at a higher price than the current target price range of $38 to $42. This, uh, the company is expected to start trading on the NASDAQ stock market on July 29th, which is when you guys are listening to this, according to people with knowledge of the matter. CEO Vlad Tenev said, we anticipate this will be one of the largest retail allocations ever. This is very special moment and we're humbled. This is a very special moment and we are humbled. Basically, this is actually one of the good things about Robinhood. We'll talk about the bad here in a second, but this is actually one of the good things that Robinhood has been doing and forcing different things to democratize finance for the for general public and giving people access to a lot of things that they otherwise would not have access to if you weren't already in the financial 1%. Because typically the way that in the investing world has worked for IPO shares is typically what they do is when they go on this roadshow, the, the banks will reserve some of those shares from, from the public for their high value customers, for their high valued um what's the word I'm looking for for their high net worth clients and they'll reserve those. And those people who have money and get their money will beget more money. And so now Robin is like, no, no, no. We want this to be actually for everyone. But however, even though Robin is doing that and that's all good. However, on the other hand, Robin hood is getting more in more trouble. Like Robin hood, how can y'all cannot just stay out of trouble? They revealed that new regulatory probes on the eve of their blockbuster IPO. They just announced that the fact that Te Vlad Tenev, the CEO, this guy, does not have any licenses for from FINRA. Robin Hood, what are y'all doing? Like, can y'all just not get in trouble? Like, what are y'all doing for real, for real? Like, can y'all can y'all just stay on the on the path of the clean and narrow? Like, just just do the right things. Like Come on, guys. Like, you really got to do the right things. But regardless, it's Robin Hood. There's no way that it can't do one without doing the other as well, which is the reason why as much as I love the platform and it's easy to use and it makes things a lot easier for most people and it drove the uh, investing world to let go of all the commissions and all that good stuff. I really need to get off Robin Hood, man. I really need to transfer my assets over to M1 Finance and just have my assets over there rather than on Robin Hood because... I just, I don't know, dog. It's just crazy. It's just, I don't know. For every good move that they make, they do something to just basically tear themselves down. It's like, Robin Hood, you guys can do so much better if you wanted to, but apparently you don't really care about doing so much better. So, you know what? We'll just keep it at that. Moving on from there and going into the next part of the episode, Biden has finally assembled his A-team. He has finally assembled his A-team. And by A-team, I mean antitrust team last week jonathan Cantor was nominated and approved as the new head of the doj's antitrust division Cantor is a lawyer who helped yelp sue google over anti-competitive practices by using his positions to squash competitors he is the third of a three-headed antitrust hydra 
Remember, we talked about Lena Khan previously, who is a 32-year-old phenom who is the head of the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, and has been writing and attacking uh, Amazon for years because of their anti-competitive behavior. And then we also have Team Wu, who is now the head of Biden's Economic Council. He served under Obama and said that the Obama administration was too lenient with a bunch of mergers that it allowed mainly focused on Facebook. And he says that Facebook needs to be broken up. However, sometimes having a super team can be a bad thing. You can ask the Nets about that. Last year, they had their super team and they got beat by the Bucks. Shout out to Giannis for winning that NBA title, boy. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when your guy wins the NBA title. The problem, the reason why I say this is because these guys are so close to the issue of anti-competitive and so close to these companies, particularly when we talk about Google, Facebook, and Amazon, that a lot of the time they're going to be asked for them to remove themselves from the case and not have anything to do with the case because it might be a personal vendetta against the company. We've already seen some of that. I mean, we talked about it last week where Lena Khan was asked by Amazon to recuse herself from the case because she's had prior history talking and writing about Amazon. And so when you start thinking about that, the same thing might be done with Tim Wu, who's on Facebook, and the same can be done with Jonathan Cantor, who is on Google. So they might just end up being like, you know what, we may not focus primarily on Google or Lena Khan might be like, I may not focus primarily on Amazon, but I'm still going to be on top of you, Google. Or Tim Wu might be like, you know what, I'm going to leave Facebook up to uh, what's his name, Jonathan Cantor, and let them deal with it while I focus on like Google or I mean, while I focus on Facebook or something like that. And they just split it up that way. So they don't have any one of these issues of anti-competitive and being like, oh, you're too close to this. This is a personal vendetta or anything like that. But it's just one of those things for you to keep in mind. Super teams can be great. They can accomplish a lot of great things, but sometimes super teams can also get in their own way and not be able to accomplish as much as they expect to accomplish. Speaking of big tech, it's time for that earnings update for this week. And this week was a big week, man. It was a big week when it comes to earnings reports and results from a lot of companies. About a third of the S&P 500 reported earnings this week. But more importantly than that, the big five, which is the companies that we just talked about when we talked about anti-competition, that we're looking at you, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Google, and Microsoft reported earnings this week. I mean, it's, it was a big week for earnings. As a matter of fact, as you all are listening to this, Amazon is probably just releasing their earnings for the week. Facebook uh, is going to report their earnings here shortly after I finish recording this episode. So I'm not going to have any numbers on Facebook, but I can generally assume that based off of what Google announced, that Facebook is having a pretty good quarter two like Facebook is probably doing real good and there's some other questions about Facebook that we'll talk about later however the main thing that we're going to get into in this episode we're going to start off with the baby with the one that everybody keeps hyping up with the one that everybody keeps talking about with the one that I don't even believe should be mentioned in the same breath as these other companies Tesla because everybody just loves, loves, loves Tesla. And so we have to talk about Tesla. So let's get right into Tesla's earning. Tesla, for the first time in their whole history, had a quarter where they brought in $1 billion in net income. Net income is the same as profit. So they brought in $1 billion in profit, which is up tenfold, which is up 10 times from this same time last year year this is extremely impressive they've never done this before it's extremely impressive but you see why i'm looking at this and being like yeah y'all ain't y'all ain't anywhere close to close to what 
all these other companies are reporting. But anyway, they reported $1.45 earnings per share, which was greater than the expected 98 cents per share. Also for revenue, they beat revenue estimates by about $600 million. They brought in revenues close to about $12 billion, about 11.96, but we just round up and say $12 billion versus the expected $11 billion, which was very good. However, the key thing that I got from this whole thing and the key thing from Tesla's earnings that is great to see is that they are getting less and less revenue from regulatory credits and most of their revenue is coming from actually the prior thing that the company does which is sell vehicles automotive revenue came in at about 10 billion dollars and only 354 million came from regulatory credit which was just about three and a half percent from regulatory credits so we can see like tesla is slowly but surely finally getting the gears rolling things are finally starting to move in the right direction for them to start actually selling more vehicles as a matter of fact they hit a record of 201,000 electric vehicles sold in the quarter which was awesome to see it's great to see tesla finally starting to round the corner finally starting to get that wheel and that motion moving in the right direction and not and them not having to depend on either selling bitcoin or sell or depending on regulatory credits for them to actually be able to make the money that they need to make also, the other good news that they announced during the earnings call, Tesla indicated that they are back on track to build its first Model Y cars at the new factories in Austin, Texas, and in Berlin this year, which is also great news because as we all know, we love big cars. We love SUVs. And so if they can get this Model Y, which is the more affordable SUV that they have, they're going to sell even more cars however with tesla you know that all that shines is not always gold not everything that they say is going to be good because they said that they are probably gonna have to delay the cybertruck which really none of us are surprised by this because this is literally tesla all the time whenever they make an announcement just go ahead and delay it like a year and a half to two years because it's probably not going to happen until then like tesla says a cybertruck is going to be available later this year yeah that's not happening anymore it's been delayed until next year the same thing with tesla semis which are two units that are going to be massive for the company or should be massive for the company but now as they keep delaying things more and more competitions is entering into the into the forefront we have rivian we have the f-150 lightning which is the one that i looked at and i was like that looks interesting however the thing that tesla still has above and beyond all the other competition is the fact that they have infrastructure and tesla i mean elon musk announced that they're going to open that up to all other companies so it's going to be interesting how that whole thing plays out but at the same time this was tesla's earnings so they brought in one billion dollars in profit which is great to see however now let's start talking about the big dogs the dogs who bring in money like it ain't nothing the ones who even jerome powell is jealous of how well these guys print money like their printers go brrr, like it's like a machine gun how much money these companies print how much money these companies make it's ridiculous they make so much money which is why whenever people start comparing tesla and putting them on the same level as google as amazon as uh facebook as apple as microsoft i'm just like yo 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 yo, yo. tesla is just starting this journey like let's not make those comparisons like i get it it can compound to be something great but let's not put them in the same ball game now like this is two different things like these two companies are playing two different games now like let's all just relax a little bit on this but anyway let's get right into the numbers the first one we got is google and google just mm, google just did that thing like it ain't got no worries like google's advertising revenue increased 69 percent from last year 
Somebody's going to make a joke about 69 there. But it brought in $7 billion from YouTube alone. Let me, you know what? Let's just, let's just, let's just talk about numbers. Let's talk about numbers real quick before we get into, just look at these numbers. Look at these numbers. Okay. Earnings per share was estimated to be about 19.34, but Google was like, Y'all playing, right? We're bringing in that $27.26 earnings per share. By the way, earnings per share is for each share of Google. Here's how much profit that you have for that company. It brought in $27.26. That's very hard to do. Remember, we were talking about Tesla. Tesla is in the dollar range. In the dollar range. Google is over here in the $30 range. This is just ridiculous. Revenues, they, they brought in $61 billion in revenue. We we're talking about Tesla. Tesla was over there with 12. This is $61 billion in revenue. In revenue, and this is profit. On profit alone, they brought in $18 billion in profit. $18 billion in profit. Oh my, just like, yo. And then when we start digging into the numbers, we're like, that makes sense. That that makes sense. YouTube revenue doubled, almost doubled in the year, bringing in $7 billion. Also, Google Cloud continues to grow. This is all you need to know about Google, first of all. Google is ads, ads, and then cloud. <laughs> Google Cloud brought in and continues to grow, and it actually grew, I believe, it almost doubled as well to bring in about $4 billion in revenue. But the even bigger news is Google Cloud is losing less and less and less money. The cloud business had operating losses of $591 million for this quarter, a dramatic improvement from last year losses of $1.43 billion. You have to remember as well, last year, Google was feeling the pain of the pandemic. A lot of companies canceled their advertising, and so Google was feeling the pain of the pandemic. But Google says, just like Big Big Sean said, last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. Like They bounced back hard. Last year they lost, at the same time, they lost two billion dollars this year they said <laughs> we're bringing in that money making 18 billion dollars oh stop putting tesla and google in the same name like that it just bothers me like put some respect on google's name as a google investor i'm very happy <laughs> i'm very happy but yeah so that's google's earning moving on from there let's go to this the one that's uh the one that everybody just needs to bow down and ask them, how do you do it? How do you do it every single time? Every time people are like, oh, it's an old company. There's no way that they're just like, ha, 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 ha. do you know who we are? Do you? Apple. That's what I'm talking about. Like Apple just came out here and was like, oh, people don't like the iPhones. Here, let me show you 50% growth in iPhone sales. Like what? 50% growth in iPhone sales. Not only that, iPhones are selling all over the place. Look at the numbers that they got from different countries. Growth in greater China, which everybody's afraid of. They still made $5 billion more than they did last year at the same time in China. And in America, America is like their bread and butter. They make $11 billion more this same time from last year. Remember, everybody was like, oh, you know, they just pulled forward all their numbers from last year because of the pandemic, all that good stuff. And Google, Apple is like, yeah, we did that. But we're still going to double our revenues. <laughs> Apple is just dominant. Like Apple is so dominant. And the two things that brought about the revenue increase, like I said, was one, people love their iPhones. People really love the iPhone 12. Like they really love these iPhones. And also they brought in a bunch of money as services starts to ramp up. People really like this show, Ted Lasso. I need to go check it out. A lot of people have told me about it, but Apple services continues to grow and continues to play a major, major, major part of their revenue growth. However, like with every single one of these earnings reports, just not everything was all shiny and good. 
Tim Cook said on the call that he expects supply strains to hamper their growth and their sales in the future. So, you know, even Apple is not completely immune to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Moving on from there, let's talk about my favorite. You guys know the one, my favorite. Let's get right into my favorite, the one that I love the most, and that is Microsoft, who broke records this quarter. They brought in $60 billion for the fiscal year in profit. $60 billion in profit. This ain't revenue. We ain't talking about revenue. We talking about profit. We talking about $60 billion in profit, dog. Like they brought in $60 billion on $168 billion of revenue. And for the quarter, they brought in $46 billion in revenue, which is an increase of 19% year over year. The two main drivers for this growth is cloud and cloud and Azure Cloud. That's been the main areas for growth as they saw a 34% increase in cloud growth, which is just wonderful for me. It's, it's, it's wonderful for me to see Microsoft continue to steal market share away from Amazon and AWS. It's just great. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it fills my soul. It makes my soul so wonderful. Like I'm just, it just feels good. You know what I mean? It's like, it just feels good to be a Microsoft investor and to see things just going in the right direction. The other thing that caused uh, revenues to continue to climb is LinkedIn. As LinkedIn contributed about $14 billion, LinkedIn and Dynamics, which is all their um, enterprise solutions for businesses, brought in about $14 billion, which is up 25% from last year. All wonderful news. Except when we move on to the personal computing division we continue to see windows continue to decline windows fell another three percent in this quarter as less as basically windows is basically everywhere so there's not that much room for growth anymore more than likely they will lose market share more than grow market share because they're just basically they're everywhere at this point in time but the worst part the worst thing that actually came out from this whole earnings call is not necessarily the windows thing is xbox they actually saw a decline in xbox revenue four percent which is not good, which is not good. That should be growing more and more because gaming is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I did not like to see that Xbox content uh, revenue was declining, but still overall, Microsoft, they did real good. They did real good in the quarter. But even saying all of that stuff, there's still a couple of things to take a note of. Everything was basically hinging on this whole idea. The question that kept on coming on when you listen to every single one of their earnings call was simply everybody was figure, trying to figure out, so what is this whole antitrust that we just talked about? How is it going to affect your business? How is this going to affect you moving on into the future? And then the second thing that everybody was scared about was, did we pull forward all the growth that you had that you, you will have moving forward due to the pandemic and everybody being at home? These are the two uncertain factors that can affect any one of these businesses as we move into the future. A couple of other earnings calls or earnings reports that I thought was pretty interesting is one, McDonald's is having a bounce back or is bouncing back quite nicely. They reported growth in same store sales, which means that people are moving out and about more and people are visiting the stores more often. Also, they brought in uh, revenues of $5.8 billion for the quarter and beat analyst estimates by 26 uh, cents. AMD also reported earnings. I pay attention to AMD because AMD is a key competitor to Intel. As you guys know, I'm invested in Intel, or if you don't know, I'm invested in Intel. And revenues for Intel was so good. Uh, revenues came in at $3.9 billion, 
And Intel expects that revenue is going to grow 60% by the end of this year because people really like their chips. And as an Intel investor, I'm not very happy about this. Intel, step your game up. Step your game up. We need you all to step your game up and stop letting AMD keep stealing uh, market share from you. But that's basically it as it concerns all of the earnings report. The other few things that I have for this podcast for today is one, Walmart announced that it will pay for the tuition of uh, for tuition and books of all its employees that go to select schools. Employees can attend schools such as University of Arizona and Purdue Universal Global, you know, the commercials that you see all the time when you watch YouTube, or take courses through online class platforms like Voxy and Passstream for free. Since Walmart started their Live Better You program in 2018, that, that covered both tuition and books costs for employees for just a dollar a day. 52,000 employees have enrolled in that program and have been able to, uh, to acquire some kind of one degree or the other. Remember, Walmart is the largest employer in the country with about 1.6 million employees in the U.S. alone. So seeing them make this move is great. I love whenever employees actually incentivize their em- I mean, employers incentivize their employees to go to school and make better of themselves. Plus, it's going to be better for Walmart because that means that's more that's money that they're investing into their employees. Their employees can become managers and all that kind of good stuff. Plus, they see this is just just as a heads up for all of you who are going into the workforce. One of the things that companies pay attention to because they get write off tax write offs from those who use the the tuition reimbursement programs that they have. They pay attention to who's taking advantage of those because that tells them who exactly wants to push on further in their careers and all that good stuff. So definitely take uh, take advantage of those opportunities that you have at work to continue to better yourself and to need to grow. And you don't even have to do it on your dollar. The companies are willing to pay for all of those kind of things. And finally, let's close out with some nonsense that I've been seeing from the Olympics. I've been trying. I've been trying to resist. I've been trying to resist talking about the Olympics because one, I don't really care to watch the Olympics right now because it's not exactly convenient for me to watch. And two, it's just been a lot of nonsense. There's not really been any sport that I'm like, "Mm, let me go out and watch. Like even basketball, like I love basketball, but Olympic basketball, I'm just like, eh, like I just forget that it's even on. So, you know, I haven't really cared about it, but you know what? They gone too far. They gone too far. The Olympic council, whoever the freak they are, they really have gone too far. They just, they have some dumb, dumb Dumb, and I've been trying to resist talking about this, but they they have some dumb rules. So Norwegian beach handball team got fined for wearing bikini bottoms. However, the men's are allowed to wear shorts. So basically they got fined because they wanted to wear shorts, just to wear shorts, just like the men were wearing shorts. They just wanted to wear shorts, but you know what? They got slapped outside the head and told, nope, how dare you try to wear shorts? But shout out to Pink because Pink, paid off their fine because it's dumb it's so dumb like what is why why do they have to wear bikini bottoms and then on the other side of things you have a female athlete who was basically kicked out or not allowed to compete because her testosterone levels were a little bit higher than other women naturally by the way we're not talking about transgender or anything like that she's naturally she was born a female she is a female And her testosterone levels were just a little bit higher than other females. And she wasn't allowed to compete. So much so that they made up a new rule, which ended up eliminating two other Namibian runners. Like, what the heck, man? Like, and then on top of it, there was, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. Because there's also the thing of the swim cap issue, which is dumb. 
that the fact that there was a swim cap company that made uh caps designed for african-american uh women and men with our hair because our hair is not exactly the same as everybody else's hair we got nice curly hair and so keeping our hair protected when you're swimming is key and so there was a swim cap that was made but the olympic competition was like nope it's banned and it's like what but you know what it is what it is the the whole thing is just dumb at the end of the day like they need to come up and join us in the 21st century rather than being wherever it is that they are right now but anyway that's all i got for y'all in this episode i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing i know i rambled a good bit at the end there but it's just because i just was like this don't make no sense like why why but i'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and y'all boy is out of here oh look even facebook is requiring u.s employees to be vaccinated before they come back to work hmm telling signs telling signs i'm going to be seeing more and more of these mandates but anyway i'm out of here peace